0: Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket FM.com. Good afternoon, happy Friday. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, the theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Clary with you today. Rico, what's up? Hey, It's your last one for a week. Rico's Weco. Picks back up next Monday. <sighs> Are you ready for this? It's been a while. I am. It I is. Know exa-
1: I know exactly what I'm going to do.
0: Don't tell me yet. Okay. Do oh, not wait. Final t- second. Do you want to talk about it now? No, I'm good with it. Okay. I'm good. Because are you going to be streaming quite a bit?
1: I don't know if I'll go back to streaming. I will be playing video games, but I don't know if I'll stream them. Okay. I might, actually.
0: Stream them. We'll, we'll pop them up in here. Yeah, go ahead. Just right everybody, at 2 o'clock.
1: You know, everybody pay attention to me on the stream.
0: I'm sure there will be days where Nathan pops in Nikki, and hangs out.
1: Nicky underscore Flash underscore. Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: promoting my Twitter. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> How many subscribers do you have?
1: Uh, Last I checked, I had like three.
0: okay. Like, at least I, you're honest. I, about like it. At I at least you're like, honest you about it. You can
1: subscribe, but like, you know, I I got to make better content. Yeah. Also, I have to actually stream. stream. Ever since KJ's been uh, like it was like a month before KJ was born, I didn't I like stopped streaming. Mm. Very sad.
0: It is sad. Um, but you are you into MLB now? Like are you are you into MLB the show?
1: I've been playing a little bit. I haven't gotten on as much. I've been going through that Diamond Dynasty stuff yes, trying to get some good new stuff. Cards. Good. I opened I I opened up like a couple packs like Two weeks ago, I opened up like five packs and got three diamond players. And I was like,
0: cool. That'll do. Um, as always, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarter Heyman text line. Both those open for you guys the entire show today, as well as the Sarter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Make sure you subscribe there. We're almost to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. So this make sure, Hey, hey, listen, I guess we can't really authorize that we're gonna be giving like we could give away something like
1: we can we could as I a happy hour i think we can really deep i i, I you know uh, i know yeah. how weird this is gonna sound dp does it all the time <laughs> and yeah i know he's the boss <laughs> but dp <laughs> should we <laughs> all the time? listen rico should i look this he's, is bold. List, he's listening right now dp if you're listening right now text in do we have the authority <laughs> to give away a cake or a shirt oh <laughs> that, that's a, a good idea a cake or a shirt for, you know, subscriber number insert we, number. We would
0: have to figure out a way to track and make sure that the 1000th subscriber.
1: Well, it would need to be screenshot before you subscribe That's the number. That's a good point. Screenshot after you subscribe cuz you see, can see the number. But
0: here's the problem with that. We had remember the Twitter, the re- whole Twitter thing? I, look, it's, it's I was trust. close it's I, trust. I was close to uh the I was close to 700, I think, at the See, time.
1: that's you. People, tr- people troll the on-air host. That's a good point. They won't troll the, the actual account. The boss, either. Yeah, and boss.
0: This, this is this is with DP.
1: Yeah, you don't troll the big boss. Yeah, you don't want to do that.
0: So, uh, once again, 402-464-5685, the Honda Vlickin' Hotline, the Sardar Hayman text line. Both those open for you guys the entire show today.
1: Other boss says we can. Okay, perfect. We can give away a shirt. We can give away a shirt. What number are we at? Check right now.
0: Ooh. Let me go to our YouTube. It'll pop up real quick.
1: And Tater, it's always
0: weird when I pop up on YouTube during the show, and I just see my face. Yeah, you're just like, oh, hey, me, hey,
1: Tater. Don't worry about coming in today. It'll be safe for you. I got your number, or you got, I got your name on my phone that you want a cake. So whenever you can stop in and get that cake, feel free to to come in and get that.
0: All right, so we have nine hundred and forty-eight. All
1: right, so let's go fifty-two.
0: We need fifty-two subscribers.
1: So, so do you think we get all fifty-two? We're not going to get all 52 in this show. If we did, that'd be awesome.
0: That that would be some major brownie points for the folks on the happy hour.
1: 948. 948. Let's go
0: 975.
1: 970. Okay. If we can get to 970. If we can get to 970
0: during the happy hour, we will give away a shirt. So somebody says, see, this is the problem, folks. Uh, They say, so unsubscribe, resubscribe, screenshot. You have to be... The seven hundred or nine hundred and seventieth subscriber. Yep. And send us a screenshot of proof. Whoever does it first. Now, if you want to take the risk of like the whole unsubscribe, resubscribe thing, you want to just try to monitor that. That's a dirty way to play, but whatever. I mean, just get you, us
1: to nine seventy. Yeah. If you if you truly think you can get us to nine seventy, and we can get yourself a shirt. A it and uh, yeah, no problem, Tater and uh, Pecan Pie, Pecan Pie, however we want to say it. Uh, we have. New ones. New shirts. We modeled we new, them, Rico. We have new black shirts. We have red shirts as well. Yeah. 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 Throw the bones. Black shirts. We have new black shirts. We have red shirts that, that you know, have the logo on them. They're gorgeous. If you go on the, the 93.7 The Ticket Twitter, you can see me and Nick modeling them because we are gorgeous human beings. So, I, I need to
0: I need to talk to Mark about that. Why? Because that picture is not the most flattering of me.
1: And with me saying good. that. Yeah. You look just dandy. You look, look just, you look I just fine. I should have worked. I'm mad I wanted the black shirt
0: I got the black shirt um here's the thing Rico I was not ready for the picture and he took the picture mm. and he posted that picture
1: look Nick stay ready so you don't got to get ready always be ready for thank a photo. you Jay Foreman always sounded, be ready for that a sounded a just
0: like a Jay Foreman look I've
1: been I've been working with Jay Foreman since that is true since January so you know that's how it is.
0: Oh wow. Mark says it is it was the most flattering of all the pictures. That's on you. Like I said, s- you yes, s- ready not good. so you don't gotta get ready. That's not what I want to hear.
1: I'm always ready for pictures. Somebody takes a picture, I'm I'm ready. You're ready. I'm re- always I'm locked ready. in. Always looking good.
0: Always locked in, always I, ready. You to know go. my
1: good side? All the sides.
0: Okay, that's that's enough of that. So once again, four zero two four six four five six eight <laughs> five Honda Looking Hotline Sutter Hammond Text Line. Uh, you can always hit up me and Ni- uh, me and Nick, me and Rico on Twitter, Nick underscore Sainert at Radio Rico AC. A lot of stuff to get to today. We'll be joined by Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska, the publisher for the rival site here at two thirty. Our week weekly guest every Friday. Give us a little bit of a recruiting update as well as kind of just his his rundown on some of the press conferences this week. Scott Frost talked today. That's what we'll kind of dive into here in the first segment. And asked about kind of how the offense was going. Asked uh, about Casey Thompson quite a bit as well. And Casey Thompson has been named the front runner. Now, does this come as a surprise? Probably not. No. And here's the thing, Rico. I'll ask you the same question that a uh, disingenuous asked Vershawn and I Ooh, okay. on the text line earlier. So hold on, let me go down. Go back so, down to disingenuous. Uh, I don't want to. There it is. Here it is. Buy or sell? That we see significant Chubba Purdy this year. Sell. I, I
1: agree. Th- I don't have to think about it. I don't have to think about it at all. If Casey Thompson is healthy, you see Chuba Purdy in blowouts. That is the only time you see Chubba Purdy. I don't think there's going to be any type of, of, of gadget plays where they have two quarterbacks on the field. There's not going to be any type of, you know, Chubba Purdy gets this drive, Casey Thompson gets, you know, five drives, Chubba gets. No, it's not going to be any of that. Casey Thompson, as long as he keeps, you know, doing whatever he's doing mm-hmm. in camp, as he emerges the front runner and the thumb is healthy and he's doing well, as long as he keeps that up, he's the starter. As long as he stays healthy, he'll he'll be the start of the entire well, season.
0: Here's a, here's an interesting thought, um, and we can ask Zach this here in a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised though if we see more Logan Smothers this season than Chuba. Yeah, like I, I truly believe that two and three on the on the depth chart, I wouldn't say necessarily, irrep- or excuse me, replace like you know interchangeable. I, I wouldn't. I would might not go that far, but I truly believe that. Logan Smothers has taken a step up in quarterback play. And I think a big part of it is with with the new staff. Like, I I truly do. And maybe with a a better running back room as well, a better guy right next to him. I don't
1: know how good of a runner Chubba Purdy is, but if... I know I just said that there's not going to be any gadget plays, but if for some reason they decide on running some type of quarterback options mm-hmm. or any type of options, I think Logan Smother gets the first crack at this.
0: I agree. I agree with that because I still, I mean, we—it's obvious, right? Chuba Purdy's the better thrower, better thrower of the two between Logan Smothers and Chuba, mm-hmm. um, and, and possibly even Casey. Like, there's a way here, and once again, it goes back to the whole—you don't have to be Superman to play quarterback in Nebraska's offense. That's what—that's what the the goal is, right? We don't want the quarterback to have to play Superman this season. I think, and we've mentioned this before, I think what's the most important thing for Casey Thompson here is it doesn't matter, he needs to make the right decision. Like, a lot of it's game manager mental stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where That's where Casey Thompson needs to be far and away better than everybody else in that room. Because you can have, I don't want to say average quarterback play, you can have smart quarterback play once again, that involves not turning over the football, not making stupid mistakes and leading an offense and incorporating everybody that's around you. You're supporting cast, and those can result in wins just as much, if not more, than a quarterback trying to put the whole thing on his shoulders as we've seen in years past, and, and that does not result in wins There all the is
1: a middle ground that Nebraska is trying to reach at quarterback between Superman and game manager.
0: I think that's a good point. Like I think that's right, a really good example. Right now,
1: if you look if you want to talk game manager quarterbacks, you look at Wisconsin's quarterback situation for many years outside mm-hmm. of Russell Wilson. You look at the Alabama quarterbacks before Blake Sims. Yeah. Before they started using more well, even Blake Sims was kind of game manager. He didn't run all that much. He was one of the first that actually ran more than the others, but he was still kind of game manager. But the guys before him game managers. Yeah, they put up great numbers, but that was the amount of talent that surrounded them and the fact that they mm-hmm. could run the ball whenever the hell they wanted to and when you tried to stop run, when you tried to stop the run, they had five-star receivers all over the field. But you can't tell me Greg McElroy wasn't a game manager.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, like the easiest team to to make an uh compare it to, right, is Iowa. Yep. Like now, Iowa has poor quarterback—or, excuse me, serviceable quarterback play. I'd, I'd call it serviceable because they don't turn the football over, they don't throw a whole lot of interceptions, and they kind of embrace the identity of the Iowa Hawkeyes offense, which is run the ball a lot.
1: C.J. Bethard probably one of the more arm-talented quarterbacks well, and, that Iowa has And had. here's the thing. And like, even then, like—
0: that's why with a lot of Big Ten West teams, Iowa, Wisconsin um, are the first two, obviously. Maybe even little Minnesota. Whether you put in Tanner Morgan or Zach Anixstead at the time or, or anything like that, they can play these multiple quarterbacks, or, or they can they can interchange quarterbacks to where they don't skip a beat. Like Iowa takes out their starting quarterback, puts in Alex Padilla, and. Everything's just fine. Everything runs the nor- like normal. Why? Because number 1, they have an identity to just run the ball. Look, number 2, they're not making stupid decisions and trying to do the whole thing themselves. Like there there are reasons why Iowa has success and why these ground and pound teams have success over teams that don't have an identity, right? Um so I think that's an interesting part. Tater says this on the text line. That's awesome to hear that there's an actual front runner. I feel like that's not something we've had. In or we've heard in recent years, I think to to your point, Tater. I don't think there's been much of a quarterback competition. I don't think there's been enough,
1: despite what Frost and company had said in the past, outside of the first year.
0: Yeah, of Adrian Maybe. Martinez and Tristan
1: Jebby. Maybe I truly I think that was a quarterback because if it wasn't, if it truly wasn't, Jebbia would have transferred before a week out.
0: Yeah, but you have that whole that kind of awkward um, relationship where it's. He had no relationship
1: of, with them. They didn't recruit him.
0: No, I, I know. Listen, it's like the awkward relationship of like an athletic director to a head coach. Like once, an, once a once a athletic director comes in new, they want a head. They want their head coach. Same thing with like a head coach. They want their quarterback. I mean, that's so you true. That but awkward, you brought him in, and he was that awkward he relationship. He didn't
1: play his senior year, so it was kind of yeah. one of those things where it's is he going to be healthy enough? You know one of those things. So I, I think that truly was a competition leading up until that final week when they were like, Okay, Adrian is healthy enough. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to start Tristan Yeb. So even if it wasn't a competition, it was a is he going to be ready for the first game of the season? If I can play, maybe I'll be able to show out. So it was one of those things. But the next the four years after that, the three years after that, there was no competition. Well, yeah, it we, was we've had we've Luke heard, McCaffrey behind it. I was gonna
0: say him. we've heard like Luke McCaffrey was was Working hard against Adrian And and same thing with Logan Smothers But in reality Like if you go back into Let's see It would have been 2019 Yeah 2019 Their second year Right Yeah their second year in 2019 Like Adrian had Heisman buzz so you're not going to cha- make a change at quarterback, and
1: and then the year after that, he it was he was coming off hey, of a down season, but well, he it, changed his body. Bingo, bingo, and, and he was ready to you know go back to freshman Adrian Martinez, and you had Luke McCaffrey, but you know we'll see what can happen there. We have
0: certain packages for Luke McCaffrey, yeah,
1: and then you have Logan Smothers as a true freshman and a redshirt freshman versus a junior, senior Adrian Martinez. Like you're, he's yeah. not getting that job
0: exactly. Okay, so let's get to a couple of these Scott Frost sound bites. We don't need to play this one, but just a little bit of a nugget on the defensive side of the ball. They're still waiting on Devin Drew to get to campus, the Texas Tech transfer, um, which is, I don't know if I'd say alarming. Like, I'm not ready to say that it's alarming yet. He's trying to graduate. But at some point, it's like there's a part of me that's, that's thinking like, man, you're eight practices in. He'll be here next week. Do you know next week? He'll be here next week. Really, really, really recap. Yeah,
1: and then he has two weeks of practice. Okay, and then Ireland. He's a defensive tackle, bro. He's right in the middle. He's just <laughs> got to take, take up. he got to take up space. The wor- the most work he's gonna have to do is getting to know everybody. He's taking up space. I'm glad. I'm
0: glad. I, like I said, I'm not ready to like freak out about he's Devin Drew not the, being on on the one, campus. One. He's but, played at
1: a Division One level for two seasons already. He's he's he knows what he's doing.
0: All right. So if he's okay, let's say he gets here next Wednesday. Next Thursday, uh-huh. right? Because there's so next Wednesday's open practice for the media. We get to see you know the first 20, 30 minutes of practice, and if Devin Drew's not there by next Wednesday, then I will be alarmed. Okay, so there's there we're we're approaching yes. we're approaching the yes time frame to where we might be like hmm. I
1: need I need two weeks a week and a half of Devin Drew okay with week and this a half. team a week and a half minimum with this team okay a week is not long enough.
0: Okay, so next Wednesday needs to yes, needs happen. Yes, that's it. That,
1: he's either so there or I'm <laughs> scared.
0: Okay. So, yeah, Devin Drew's still not quite on campus yet. This is what Scott um, Frost had to
1: say about that. He should be here soon. There
0: you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. He should be here soon. Just, just, here we go. He should be here soon.
0: That's it. And so, you know, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it if you're Scott Frost. I mean, he's got to take care of what he's got to take care of down in, in Lubbock or wherever he may be right now. And He'll get to Nebraska when he gets here. If he gets here, um, Nebraska will chug on without him, right? It's it's starting to approach. Like Nebraska needs to get to this, and I've mentioned it before with other programs and where Nebraska needs to maybe get to. Then you eventually get to a point as a program where it's saying you need us more than we need you. And this this could be approaching one of those situations where if Devin Drew just doesn't qualify or doesn't get here on time, or or even you know maybe gets here later, even later than they expected, then maybe it's something that. Scott Frost goes, hey man, listen, w- w- you you needed us more than we needed you, and we're gonna do this thing without you, um, or for a couple weeks. You know, we're just gonna get let you get your feet underneath you, get settled, and, and you won't play the first three four games, but just to make sure you get acclimated, like there, there's little things in here that they might. I would hope just three. approach. That's I, would true. Like I would like That's to right. have I would like to have
1: Devin Drew by game four. That's true.
0: So, um, yeah, interesting stuff from Scott Frost. He, there's one about offense. Um, how is the offense coming along? And Scott Frost had a couple interesting quotes in this one, um, I believe. There's two offensive quote ones, Rico. Which one there go. do you – okay, perfect. Along. I so I believe fun. this one is the right one. Um, if not, we'll play them both. But here is Scott Frost asking – or in response to how the offense is coming along.
1: It's going well. Um, we are – whips in control. He's running it. Um, can I just stop right here? Yes, there? you can. I – like that thank you
0: I like that a lot it gets better
1: I think it was important that the kids become familiar with all the stuff that he wants to do Um, there's elements of it that we've done I think we'll add wrinkles and things that we've done but uh, trying to get overly involved every day probably wasn't the right strategy
0: once again, like we talk about yes. growth, we talk about growth, and it's okay if Scott Frost is still involved in this thing. I we, want him We to be want involved. Scott Frost involved in this. He's, an, he's a great we all, offensive mind. We also want him to be involved in a lot of things, the, the actual operations of the program. I don't
1: want my head coach to be gray hair and stressed out By Mm -hmm. midseason because he's trying to take control of one side of the ball. Yeah, I I want him to be able to add his input because, again, he is the head coach to wherever he believes his input should be added. But in terms of taking control of an entire side of the ball and doing that on top of his regular head coaching duties, That's a lot.
0: Yeah, and dope guy says this on the text line. It took the dude four years to finally get that. I guess forced growth is still growth. Now, I want to give him credit, okay? Like, we we do need to still give Scott Frost credit um, because think about the offseason that they've kind of went through, obviously. New coaches, and I don't need to go down the list for you guys, but new coaches and and new transfers and hot seat discussion and... Trev Alberts fully, you know, I mean, like, here's the thing. Last year, you have to remember, Trev Alberts was a month and a half, two months into his job as Nebraska's athletic director and still trying to button up things. He had the NCAA violations last year that Trev didn't know about until he got on campus and on board with Nebraska. Like, you had a lot of stuff just kind of pop up, and that did not did not go Nebraska's way. And now you have it this year where you have the restructured contract and all the things I, I mentioned a little bit ago and is it forced growth? Maybe. But to Kidoba Guy's point, like it is still growth, number one, and it is still just, number one, accountability of yourself, understanding your role, and embracing your role, and allowing other coaches to coach.
1: I mean, I'll be that guy. He was still learning on the job how yeah. to be a head. I mean, he was a head coach for two years before he got the job at Nebraska. And he was a head coach at a group of five school down in Florida, that had success before him, but right when he got there, had a winless season. Yeah, so it was uh, it was a process of probably not that much expectations, and then massive expectations. But again, you're playing in the American Conference. You're playing your you are UCF. Mm-hmm. You're you know you're doing that. You have immense amounts of talent because it's Florida and the Florida schools can only take so many people. Well, and
0: the Florida schools were not playing all that well. Florida State was at the beginning of their demise. Florida was at their – I mean, Florida was going through the whole Jim McElwain and and everything going on down there. Miami was
1: in the midst of crumbling.
0: Miami was Brad Kaya – or not Brad Kaya at that point. They were past Brad Kaya. It was like the Tathan Martell stuff going – like there there were things where Scott Frost – I mean, UCF, and we're seeing it right now even with like Gus Malzahn – UCF is able to recruit relatively high bec- and and well because of how bad every other school in Florida is doing. It's a recruiting hotbed. It's a perfect story. And now UCF is able to pitch. Hey, in two years we're going to be in the Big Twelve. We're going to be a Power Five school. We're and gonna be playing you Texas have you have a, a a former SEC head coach in Gus Malzahn who came from Auburn who's now leading your program. So, and, and you add you know once you come to Nebraska the added pressure of of. Number num- number one, coaching at your your alma, your alma mater, mater, coaching in the Big Ten Conference, and
1: coaching at a very historic university.
0: Exactly. There's there's a lot of added pressure. So just I learning you know, on the job. Forced growth. Yeah, yeah, it is still growth, but I also do believe that some of it is just, you know, I, I hate using the word growth so often, but it's it's understanding just with experience, right? Going yeah. through going through the the poop, basically, and 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 having having the poop hit the fans so often in his first 4 years here in Nebraska whether it's off the field or on the field he's just finally learning and understanding you know what the next step or or how he should run a program for, like Nebraska's um right now for him
1: for for all those people that played NCAA football or play any other types of video games he was gaining experience points and now he's finally leveled up there you go he's got another he's got another. Nice added Rico. another another branch to his coaching tree um to to become a better head coach yeah so
0: once again um whip is in control as he says uh and he 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 acknowledges that maybe go ahead and play it again just a little snippet there just that one just the little snippet here we are
1: whips in control he's running it um i think it was important that the kids become familiar with all the stuff that he wants to do um there's elements of it that we've done i think we'll add wrinkles and things that we've done but uh Trying to get overly involved every day probably wasn't the right strategy.
0: Just like that. And um take I mean, granted, take it with a grain of salt, I suppose, but it's more than what you got in the in the previous four years. So you gotta you gotta be excited about it. Um we're we're looking forward to it. And I, I think there's a lot of excitement around the season. He also mentioned we don't have time to get to the quotes right now. Maybe we can in the final segment, because we gotta get to Zach here in a second. But we he did mention Casey is the front runner right now for number one. We, we mentioned that at the beginning of the segment. He also uh, asked the he, he said that when he asks players what the toughest part of practice is, they say special teams and he really gave credit to bill bush and and all the assistant coaches. We heard it yesterday from from coach Bush himself saying that all coaches when they do special teams drills, are in the special teams drills with the, with Bill Bush. Everyone's so involved. He said, they're running it, but I'm organizing it. So there, I think there is a lot of added value having a full-time special teams coordinator uh, part of this program. Let's take a break. When we come back, we will be joined by uh, the publisher of Inside Nebraska, the Huskers' rival site, Zach Carpenter, our weekly Friday guest. We'll talk to him about Nebraska recruiting. We'll get his thoughts from the press conferences this week. Plenty of coaches spoke and players to that, and we'll get all of Zach's thoughts coming up next. You'll listen to the Happy Hour on 93.7 The Ticket. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.